out of blood on that day and I'll play it. <laughs> hey, she'll be good by then. <laughs> we don't know what that blast means. That's right, we'll go, what? I heard Crystal, that's that story. The world of it is another noise. I don't know. We'll I, have to, I, will, I want to no, hear it, but... I want to go in that direction. I know. Be all, Let me listen. I'm glad I heard that. Now you guys, did you guys? Because we got oh, called on oh, the police department. I remember that. You get the county. I don't think it's a disturbance. Are you there? Oh. She had the police go to our house. Hey, did I wake you? Yeah, she, she called the police on us and, and made them investigate us and come in our house. He investigated it. Wanted oh. to see what it was. We were blind. <laughs> and the lady down the street. I'm so sorry. Do you want to join today, or do you want to just like if you disappear, I will assume you went to sleep. Yeah, there's the quiet hours. Okay, do not worry about it. <laughs> okay. Well, and and we're gonna pray for you real quick. Let's let's pray for let's pray for the hurt and the injured. I want to pray for our upcoming trip. Anything anything you guys need prayer for? Oh my upcoming trip. Oh, where are you going? We're going uh, to uh, Rocky Point, Mexico to build two yes. doubles. Yes. Yeah. Two, two doubles. Yeah. And now they're even putting plumbing in there. Wow. That's awesome. Three years. Yeah, I know. That's so exciting. And, when do you uh, go? I didn't have the money for it this year. And <laughs> now, Friday, I said, well, God's amazing. So that's this next weekend, go, right? I, I, the money didn't come that I was expecting. So, because you know, everybody contributes like $300 to uh-huh. go. Yeah. The, the two. And then we go up and provide our labor. It's so much more. I know. I would love to go. Oh, I just it just sounds so awesome. It's always on our it's always our Disneyland trip. Oh, is it? Well, I don't know, but I feel like it's conflicted with that before. Like it's 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 been at the same time as either a competition or a something every time. Yeah. It's really weird. It's no hard work though. This year I remember ten through the thirteenth. God. That's very hard work because we no do everything more. manually. So yeah, that's amazing. Because we want to teach them how to do it. So right. They don't have power. So to they do. can do it to each for each other. and Yes. Yes, they can add on to the yeah. share. Yeah. And they're so grateful. And oh, yeah. Just, no, it's it's amazing. I'm trying to go, but I can't get off from work, so... That's hard. Well, she got the Sunday. I got one day off. So first she get the third day. That's yeah. Third. That's okay. Then she gets... You know, the third, well, she can still well, go on because Chris is not going up until Friday, but... Yeah, you could go. And we're trying to go to Israel in March. In March? Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, and John and I are going I don't know if that... The, oh, okay. Nice. Wow, okay. A lot of travel coming up. I would love to do that. I have to keep... I have to th- figure the cost of everyone's visa, or passports. Yeah, yeah. And then it ends up being like... But I want to go soon. I do want to go... Kitty just got back, and her pictures are amazing. Or I just, I would love to go to Israel. Kitty just got back? Yeah, they were there for the whole month of all the High Holy Days. Oh, my gosh! You have to go on Facebook on her photos. They're so amazing. They they went over, they met people when they went over last year for Sukkot, and then they wanted to go back this year for all the High Holy Days. Her photos are just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Do they do the dancing, too? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they stayed with, they stayed with some amazing people that they met last time. So they stayed with them this time and went all different, like lots of different places they hadn't gone before, and some old favorites. And her photos are amazing, just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So. 
Yes. So we knew our truck was breaking down, so we had to right. buy a new one. So we had a really hard time, so we've got to have something that's big enough to pull our fifth wheel. We finally found something, but it was like, uh, not sure about this, but the other truck was breaking down, and this is the only thing we found. But Damien was like, like two weeks on Craigslist, so finally found this one thing, and so we bought it, and on the way back home from, from buying it, the old truck broke down, and I think we had to get it towed back. So it was like, whew, okay, thank you, God, good timing, but still, is this the right vehicle? Because now, and then... And then we thought it's like the head gaskets in the old one. And now Damien's going, mm, maybe it's just because I turned, changed out the entire coolant system except this one thermostat. I missed this one thermostat. Aww. So maybe that's all it is and it's a cheap fix. Oh, so now which vehicle do we keep if it is? Right, cheap? right. Get them both inspected. Yep. Well, get them inspected because I know people who bought beautiful cars that are complete garbage underneath. Oh, ours is, I mean, it's a very old very old yeah. Oh, I know, I know, but I know people who ha were like, I didn't want to do this repair, so I got this, and because I thought, oh, it's pretty, it's nicer, it's newer, and then they're like, oh, it's a lemon. Yeah. I shouldn't have bought it. So I just say, I, I'd rather sit in a, in a torn seat than <laughs> end up with a torn engine. Yeah. 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 I know. That's true. Uh, it's awesome. I'll just say prayer that I keep getting called in for jobs. Yeah, okay. And that, I don't know, miraculously, I don't feel every spring in the mattress. Anyway? Every spring in that mattress, I'm keeping on. You feeling like the princess in the pea, but with oh, a bunch no. of peas underneath, oh, and they're more like metal gross. spikes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the princess in the mattress full of metal spikes. <laughs> At first, I was fine, and now my body's like, I'm so tired. Yeah, that's rough. Can you try and get, get like a topper or something? That would be. I got one on Craigslist for twenty bucks one time. We still use it. We have a topper on top of a crappy mattress, and it's great. Yeah, it makes a world of difference. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like a thick padding? Yeah. yeah, we got like a memory foam topper. Yeah. Just the topper. Yeah. Well, Lord, we just lift all these prayers up to you. Broken toes and damaged feet and illness and, and just illness that lingers and upcoming trips for ministry and for expressing the gifts you've put in us and visiting the family you've put in our lives and just so many things, Lord. I pray, I pray that Lisa would be able to get off work for that extra day to go and build homes for people. That this is something this is something good and righteous. And, you know, and, and unless you need her at her work that day to do something different, either way, let her know she's working for you that day, that that day is completely given to you for your purposes, whatever they may be. I pray for continued work for Tanya, that she'll keep getting called in, that she'll see the opportunities you're giving her and be able to take advantage of the things that are happening and get some good rest in her body, Lord. And I just pray for vehicle wisdom and for repairs and, you know, in, in all of our vehicles, Lord, all the different things that are happening with our vehicles. And we just thank you, Lord, for everyone here, for everyone who's not able to be here. Be with them, bless them keep them and and just hold us all in the palm of your hand which is the safest place to be no matter what happens around us in Yeshua's name Amen
She thought we were sleeping. I know. She said, yeah. wake up. <laughs> and then she goes, water. <laughs> wake up and give me water. Yeah. So did you guys do Isaiah 35 last week? Yeah. Okay. I finally relief. That's like a relief. Uh, I want to read through it, but Good share stuff. a thought. Yeah, share. Read through it. Yeah. Because I need to hear the relief part. We've been reading. It's been miserable for weeks now. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, I know Isaiah gets to that point. Yes. I read it before, but I was like. You know, it's it's beautiful, you know, because if, with all that, what's going to happen to them because they're not listening, not doing what they're supposed to do, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. And then you get to this part and you said, God has not forgotten. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. knows. Okay. Which, is, which is the whole, one <laughs> of the things I, like. I loved reading when I was reading about why the lunar cycle for the, uh-huh. the dating for Hebrew, or for the Hebrew calendar. And... The rabbi talked about how when, even when the right. was, wasn't that good when the mooning yes. when the moon was gone, yes, it wasn't really gone. You just couldn't see it, no, and that it that always comes for. back. That Israel is like the moon. <laughs> that was God's promise to Israel every month. To be when, like the moon. And I love that it's the women who are told to have a day of rest on the new moon, uh-huh. because I think women sometimes bear the. Bear the burden of the seasons in a unique way. Yeah. You know, um, through our cycles, through watching our children who we're raising grow up. Not that it doesn't affect men. It's just, it's it's different. Yeah, it's it a is. different relationship. And, and, and not in a good or bad way. Just, it's, it's just different. Right. And I, I held Aiden right. last night. I, I had called him in and I was cuddling him. And I said, next year your brother is leaving and your sister is leaving. So I need you to promise me you will not get any bigger. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> He's just moving to the... But his classes will be at Williams, so it's like a two-hour drive in traffic each way. So he's moving over there because he, he doesn't want to do the traffic every day. No, me neither. I did the traffic to ASU my first semester, and I, I couldn't move that closer fast enough because it was bare. And that wasn't even as far as Williams. Yeah. So, and then Fiona got offered more scholarship for her school. So it's not even a, how are we going to do this? It's a, oh, we're going to do this. This is going to work out. And they're very excited. And she's going for to her, another state. New York. Her, yeah, her hands. New York City. Wow. On Broadway. Really far away. Yeah. I know. So. That's going to be a testimony. Oh. Going to New York and surviving. Oh, yeah, I know. She, she. you know what? If any kid can do it, it's I her. I haven't been in New York, but boy. I haven't either. I would be going of- with her. Ooh, I have friends who live there, so. Our flight to New York, it stops in New York right before we go to New Maybe York. Maybe like upstate New York. Do you get, a, do you get to stay overnight? I wish. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'm excited for you. I'm a little jealous, but that's okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. So let's read some sweet relief. Oh, this is 35? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So And jump in. Jump in with thoughts. Or, <laughs> the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. So there you go. There you it's go. all, it's all <laughs> going to be good. It starts off good. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. Now, I'm, it's going to go on, but this makes me think of our two weeks of spring. You know, <laughs> where in the desert? Right. We get two weeks of, oh, the desert's so beautiful. Oh, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> But it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. 
Except think about the desert because, you know, you're here. What is the singing of the desert? It's, it's, all, it's the insects croaking and it's the frogs that, you know, and that deep under. Honest to goodness, you know, they, we talk, I've talked before and, and said how quiet it was when we lived out in Tonopah, except it wasn't. It was just different noise. Oh, yeah. You know, it was coyotes baying at the moon, and it was, it was like everything in the earth just singing and, and humming, and it, it, but just it, with joy and singing, just a happy desert, the happy desert. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. So those are all places we were looking yeah. at. Yeah, Lebanon is where the trees, the redwoods of Lebanon that were used to build, the, or the cedars, the cedars of cedars Lebanon used for the temple. Yeah, they had just the, their majesty and their the beautiful things. What did you learn about Carmel and Sharon when you looked those the, up? Well, Sharon, I remember, is, uh, is known for the flowers that grow there. Was it the little rose from well, yeah. yeah, but it's, like you were saying, it's not a rose, it's more like the... It's like essential oils, too, because yeah. they come from all the yeah. plants. It was saying just how beautiful the foliage is. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had to look that up. I was like, Carmel oh, and Sharon. I've, I've known people to call Yeshua um, that, the Rose of Sharon. Rose of Sharon, yeah, yeah. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. See, and, and we've kind of talked about this before, how when God is doing something, the people who are part of what he's doing don't have to be afraid. People who are going to get moved by what he's doing because they're in the way, yeah. they should be concerned. Usually they're not. <laughs> and I think that's what often feels so scary. Yeah. And I think that this is, I, I don't, I admit I cringe when I hear most people say things like, well, this is what God wants for me right now, this horrible, horrible thing. Or, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to be happy in the midst of what's happening as their life falls apart. And I think there's theological ideas out there that are almost, like the words might be right, but how they're taught and how they're applied and the messages people end up with from how they're, it's like, uh, that's a little cringy, I, you know, because this idea that God's doing negative things to you to grow you, or God's, God's decided that these negative things should happen, when really the question is, it's like these things are happening. I can't see where we're going. I perceive them as bad. And I don't say perceive as in, a, oh, it's just your perception. Change your perception. You can't. You can only change your perception through experience. So every time you're thinking, oh, this thing is bad, if you, if you, if you stop fighting and you ride it out, you usually get to a place where you go, oh, I see what I was learning. Right. Which is why Hebrews yeah. says no discipline is pleasant at the time. Because you, you're like, oh, I don't like this. Which just means you don't know something that you need to know. If I had this understanding, if I had this clarity, if I could see what God was doing, I would know what was happening. And, and you know, those of us who've lived long enough know we look back and go, oh, I totally know what I was learning. Yep, I did not know it. 
That would have been a whole different experience oh, if I had known arrived. it. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Well, I said before how I used to sit on the bed early in our marriage and go, I know you gave him to me to sharpen me, but was I really this dull? And I look back and go, oh, I was totally that dull. I didn't get it. And so the, the, that's different, though. That's, that's different than being in opposition to God. The fool knows he's in opposition to God. The fool has rejected what God is doing. And there's still hope that they will decide not to be a fool. It doesn't bode so well for them once they've decided it once. You know? um, usually they double down. Um, but, but this, when you're going through some of, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been talked about, he said, I know you cannot have been taught this by anyone there. No one's teaching it. I know that you haven't had a chance to learn this. You've got to learn this. I know that this is not going to be the most pleasant way for this lesson to get through, but it's got to happen now. Right. And, and I think that puts a lot of responsibility on all of us to be just intensely seeking God to teach the right things to our children so that they are ready when those things come, so that there are less things they have to learn going, I don't understand this, you know, because <laughs> as you get older, the things you're not understanding are bigger and bigger and, yeah. and more problematic. So, so all the things that have been happening, and this is just this beautiful culmination of when God's done it, when they've learned it, when it's all been sorted out, they shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. We see the work of God often. That's usually where we're going, I don't get it. But the glory of the Lord, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Now, whether that's feeble because they can't stand under the weight or feeble because they're knocking scared or, you know, or feeble because they've old and they lived through so much of it and, and make firm. I want to tell you when you said, when you made the comment about the meal, like, oh, it's falling apart. Yeah. I like the song that they play on Sound Life Radio world is not falling apart. It's falling into place. Right. I was like, that's the vision of them. Yes. Yes. And don't think it's like, oh, today dating is good. It's like, no, no, no. There are all the pieces of falling apart. Right. Even though you can't see what we're right. supposed to walk. Well, and I was praying for someone years ago, and God brought the verse, you know, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but as I give. And, and, I'm not saying that this is an exegesis of that verse, but what he showed me when I was, when I started praying it for her was this big jigsaw puzzle being done and God had the box and we didn't. So we couldn't see the picture. And, you know, when we do a puzzle, we do the edges and then we find like colors and group them all together or like patterns. And we, But when God does it, he knows where they all go. So he puts in the exact perfect way to make it happen the best way possible and and be awesome and wow and the timing. He puts this piece down and then he puts this piece down and then he puts this piece down. And we're going, I don't understand what we're building here. This feels like Jenga. And he's like, no, it's just the crossword puzzle or just, just the jigsaw puzzle. Just chill it's okay and then something will happen and he'll click two pieces and we'll go oh i think i'm starting to see it 
and then it'll do something over here. We're like, I didn't see it. I don't know. You know, and just that ability to chill, just chill. And that's a, that's just most amazing. Yeah. To me, it's like miraculous. I, I've gotten, I've gotten to this place and I keep yeah. saying, I think one of the wisdom of age is just being tired and not willing to shake your fist so hard because I've gotten to this place where I find myself sitting sometimes when stuff is happening and going where are you going to put the next piece yeah. I'm so curious how you're putting this together well that piece was a little annoying but okay oh well that one's cool good choice good choice I wouldn't have done that but that's why you're God okay you know and it's less of a I need to see the picture and more of a let me embrace this journey. Let me look at this. Oh, you're putting a piece over here. What do you want me to know about this piece? Right. Can I help you look for the piece that goes with this? Can I help? Should I be looking for it? Or are you just going to do it? Oh, you're just going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you want me looking for this piece? Okay. You know, what What do you want me to do? I, I, I'm starting to feel again like the eager kid going, oh, that wasn't how I thought we were doing. What are we doing today? Okay. Let's get on board with it. Let's go. Let's roll. It took my older two out. Do you remember the Day of Trust? Which one? In, in downtown Tempe. The actual Day of Trust when I took you guys Which out. One? Which one? Oh, they kept, they were very young. They were very young. I don't know. If, I didn't know if you'd remember it. I want to say like four and two, five and three. And they were very young. And they were at these stages where they were questioning me about everything. So, that's still these. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, and I, I think I was pregnant with Aiden, which is part of what motivated it. So I drove to downtown Tempe and I said, okay, mommy has a day of fun planned. But it's a day of trust. Because... If you ask me, what are we doing next? We will skip whatever was next, and you won't get to do it or know what it was. I remember no! this. That was the most stressed I had ever been about <laughs> There was nothing fun about it. I was stressed. But, but you learned. Yeah. And that was the thing. He was stressed and had a horrible day, but all we did was fun. Because up until that point, my life was stressed and not fun. Because no matter what my plans were, I had to deal with not being able to get us ready. Because I had two kids going, what are we doing? Where are we going? Where are we leaving? Is it time to go yet? What should I wear? I don't know. I think I'm hungry. Should I breathe? And I was like, oh, I'm going to have three of you soon. This is insane. So we did. We went. I said, so the first thing we're going to do. Oh, no. And I think I said, I will tell you what you don't get to do. That's what it was. So I'll tell you what you missed out on by asking so that you will learn to trust me because I only want good things for you. Only ever. Not everything's fun, but I only want good. So we went and we got like lemonade at Coffee Plantation when that was down there. I don't know if you ever went, best lemonade. And and we went, we had lunch. And one time Liam goes, what are we doing next? And I went, well, you were going to do. And I told him, he's like, but I want to do that. I said, but you asked, you didn't trust me. And so the rest of the day, neither of them asked. And we did all sorts of fun things. And after that, they didn't do that anymore. It was, I mean, they would occasionally, but it wasn't like this frantic, panicked, 
I'm not sure you really have good things planned for me, so I need to be on top of this at the age of four. Yeah. Because my plans are so thorough, you know. <laughs> so. That stress beats most things that happened in my life. <laughs> it was a lesson you needed, and you know why I did it then? Because I knew that it was a lesson you needed, and I thought as hard as that day was going to be for you, you needed to learn that lesson at that age and not at 25. Right. Or 35 or 45, because the things you'd miss out on would be way bigger. So it was a very hard day for me, too. I was so hopeful that you guys wouldn't ask and I wouldn't have to cancel anything because I had such a fun day plan. So, so say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. He, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Okay, now I'd like to point out that this is not saying, if you die tonight, should you be afraid of where you'd go? If you die tonight, are you sure you'd be with God? What sins have you committed that have separated you from God completely, and therefore you should be terrified right now? But because you can't love someone you fear. You can't. It is biologically impossible to experience love while in the midst of panic and fear and anxiety. So say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. So the lame, then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And, and from where you least expect it. That's where it comes from. If you are standing in the wilderness, frantic because you can't get to the ocean, you have lost sight of the fact that God can break waters forth in the wilderness. If you are in the desert, panic because you can't find a stream. You have forgotten that God brings streams in the desert. You don't have to get to where it will be easy. Because getting to the ocean is you doing it in your own strength. Trusting God for that stream in the desert is it's just trusting him to be God. The burning sand shall become a pool. This might become my new summer reminder verse. <laughs> the burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes and a highway shall be there. And it shall be called the way of holiness. Okay, so... That's a really strange verse. I'm curious, did you guys talk about that verse at all? Which one? We didn't talk about that one. In the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there. No. No, we didn't talk about that one. No, we didn't talk about that one. To what? Is that what? (laughs) No, I 
I said, is that the I-10? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> this is a prophecy about the I-10. No, I'm just... <laughs> Somebody's going to click that out of there and go... Pastor Lutton is interpreting Isaiah. <laughs> but if you think... Who, who are jackals? No, I think... Jackals are more like they're hyenas. Like hyenas. Yeah. Yeah. They're more like they're like desert hyenas. I was we were watching. Yeah, it's a wild dog. But we were watching a th- kids were watching a thing about hyenas, and the only part that I heard was it was talking about the strength of their jaw and how they how easily they tear marrow out. Like they just snap. Yeah, with their teeth they just snap it. They can eat anything. Like they can eat through a car. They are. Yeah, they just snap the bones. Okay. Which so there's enough of them, a lion will run. <laughs> yes, yes, because they're like, like you, know you know, it'd be like me at the, <laughs> yeah. I'm backing out, you know, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Because where they lie down. In the tall grassy, they don't want to be seen so, hiding or crouching all the time. Right, yeah. but they, and they are, but in that place, in that place of the worst wilderness where the, where the predator jackals, right. sl- their den, in the den of the jackals, the grass is going to turn to reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there. Wow. That is the way of holiness. Wow. So who do you think this the is going to affect? Them. The jackals. the jackals. Yeah. Meaning the jackals are going to be transformed. They will either have to flee or transform. Because you right. cannot continue to be a jackal laying down on the road of the way to holiness. Right. So the way of holiness is going to just go where it goes, straight through places you think it would never be, encountering people you think would never be found on it. It will go to them. Because it doesn't say, go find the jackals that are willing to travel the way of holiness and, and drag them with you back to walk on its upright path. Nope, where they sleep, God's holiness is coming through. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Okay, and I'm, even if they are fools... They shall not go astray. She's all, I thought that needed some background music. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at first, when you said, like, when you ran after that, that saying that it'll go right through where they sit, she's like, whoa. Oh, I know. See, I need a mic to drop. Got a mic? <laughs> but I think about that. Think about most of the theology we hear today, and then think about it shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. Wow. That is really powerful. You could be walking on the way and be a fool. Yes. Uncovered. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Right. <laughs> I'm happy for that. Isn't that a great reason not to judge other people or think we know where they are? Oh, he's just being a fool. That's okay. God's got him. He's just a fool in the kingdom. We have to endure him, but we don't need to judge him. (laughs) We may want to walk, you know, maybe a little farther to the other side of the path to not have to encounter them so much. 
<laughs> have them bump off us on their on their drunken stumble. But like a racehorse and put little. Yeah. See, I'm just gonna. Yeah, it's like you know what. There's so many times I'll read or encounter stuff. I'm like, you know what? You do you. I'm gonna leave that to God. And I just I'll walk on over here. <laughs> Keep going. But we have no right to say that they're not on the path. Right. Yeah. And we have no right to say that they've gone astray. Right. We don't know it's not our problem. It's not our responsibility. It is not our place. We are not the road owner. We're not the street sweeper. We don't get to evict people from the road. We don't get to pull them over for citations. We don't understand that we're also on the journey. In fact, I might suggest that every time we think we have the right and responsibility to do one of those things, we are revealing to everyone else that we're the fool on the road. Yep. So, you know, my professor used to say, if you're reading Proverbs and haven't realized you're the fool, you've missed the point. It's written to you, not for you to think about all the other people it makes you think of. I know. Oh, I know somebody who God's like. I know somebody who does that. And God's like, oh, what about someone who does this judging thing? I don't, you know, maybe you know somebody like that. I don't know. It's kind of like when I first read, um, well, this was years and years ago, when I first read the Moses story and got to the end. And I'm thinking, fools, fools. How could they be so foolish? Yeah. They saw the Red Sea part of Right? And over my mind, I'm going and I'm like judging them like crazy, you know. And, you know, all of a sudden, I heard that voice. <laughs> How are you any different? <laughs> right. How are we any different in this generation? We see a lot, too. Yeah. It did don't seem to have strengthened us, our faith-wise. Yeah. 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 We seem to be oh, making yeah. the same foolish mistakes. <laughs> I Just know, in a right? different way. See, you're different than me because I was like, on the next oh, day. That's what I felt like. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like, it's true. Right. Right. And yet, where did God take them all? To the promised land. The promised land. Sure did. Through what they needed to go through to learn or or die, you know. Right, 40 years. Yeah. yeah. He took them right where they were supposed to be. I can't get over Fools and all. And allowed Moses to see. The, the sea. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah, they saw, look at that land and saw that land for him with nothing on but Moses was going to an even greater place. I know. And yet he did get to be in, he, he got to be there. Yes. When he met with Yeshua at the Transfiguration. That's right. That's true. It just wasn't this side of eternity he got ah, to be there. Promised land, heaven. Yeah. Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and Sarah had asked a question talking about, um, you know, having holding out hope for these things and having confidence that God does have good plans for our lives when. Um, we see all the horrible things that are happening to people and, and how do you encourage someone in those horrible situations? Yeah. And, and I, I think that a lot of it is even like you were just saying, you know, Moses went through all of that and he just, he didn't get to go in the promised land. Right. That doesn't mean that God had bad plans for him. Right. He went on to something greater. Right. And one of the, 
I think one of the things that comforts me most from God's word, and and I say this, you know, having gone through the, my challenges that I've gone through in my life that are nothing compared to some people, um, but also talking with a lot of people and working with a lot of people over the years who have gone through things that that are the people you would ask these questions about, you know, like how on earth? And yet one of my friends who will tell you that one of the most horrible experiences of child abuse she experienced, the first and, and one of the only times she actually dissociated and, and could not be in herself while it was happening, Jesus sat with her and cried and told her, the God they're doing that in the name of is not me. And, and even she says, but I know so many people who suffered who didn't have that experience. Why didn't God make himself known to them that way? And, and I think that these are the questions where, what cha- I mean, we're in Isaiah 35. It's been 34 chapters of things not going very well at all. It's like reading Kings. Yeah, and bad king, bad king, bad king, good king. Yeah, bad and king, kind bad of, king, bad king. kind but of good. But don't exhale, horrible right. king. Right, right. And and then sometimes there's the decent king and not ending well. Yes. You know, yeah, starting out great that. and we're, no, nope, that did not go well. I was like, yay, so I know. good. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's throwing oh, putting down the high places, throwing away the absolute yeah. He's, he's getting rid of all the yeah. items. Yeah. And the next, and then, and you're like, oh, you're and this, this is part of where I think that there, yeah, this is part really of where I, I, I would, st- I would not say that I'm a universalist and that I just think no matter what, everybody's just going to be in heaven and happy in the end. And there's, you know, there, there are, there are. And yet I'm not, and, and I, because I do see that there are, there are people who do reject God. And I don't think that if you reject God and truly in a way that he knows you want nothing to do with him, I don't think he's going to force you to be with him for eternity because that would be unloving. And yet I can't buy into the doctrines that are out there that say you have to know, understand, recite, truly get and experience this laundry list and everybody else if they don't love God right, he's going to send them somewhere to suffer for eternity. And they had their chance. They could have loved God. Because of this factor, this factor of I don't believe people are capable of making choices, they don't know that they have. And, I, and I've sat with so many women of different ages, and, and, and men too, but, but primarily women of different ages where things are happening, and I say, are you, are you okay with that? And they go, they, they give me a deer in the headlights, you're insane look, because they've never thought they had the right to have an opinion, much less expect it to be different. Yeah. They didn't know they had a choice. Right. And God's not going to call us to account for choices we didn't know we had. Right. And if our salvation is reliant on our understanding being correct, we are all in trouble. Because we all get a little bit and don't get a lot. I don't care how long you study it. Because I'll tell you what, you keep studying those things you are sure you got, you're going to question at some point. Like gravity. When they go, 
maybe it's actually a dual factor of pushing and pulling. And the whole scientific community goes, what? <laughs> Blasphemy. You know? No, because we now, we now learned this little piece that we didn't understand before. And it changes everything. But that's life with God. So there's going to be fools bumbling their way down the way of holiness. And sometimes you'll be that fool. But it's God who keeps you not going astray. It's God who's getting you to that destination. And, and you know, you did bring up, you know, Sarah did. Oh, I'm sorry. That Sarah did bring up um, the question of, you know, people who says, you know, God working through God working through our lives. You know, and and I do think I do think that God puts us here, and what He gives us, He does ask us to use for the kingdom, right. in whatever ways, various ways. So it might be, and, and I don't think that God asks any of us to go out and solve the world's problems. He just asks us to address the things he puts in our path and gives us a heart and a gifting for. And I think that having, moving towards having the heart of God is sometimes about embracing that pain that is out there in the world in, a, in an acknowledgement and that admission of I don't understand. And I think that that just accepting that fact reveals a lot. Some people can't accept that fact, can't live with it, reject God because of it, or, or set out to try and fix it themselves to some varying success. But I, I found that when I resign myself to what a situation is, I can better see my part in addressing it or not. Sometimes my part is come to terms with it because that is not your problem. And, and praying for the people to come who will have the right word to say. Praying for the people to come who will have the resources that are needed. Praying for the person or people involved to have wisdom to see and ears to hear. You know, and, and just the, that they will learn. When I, when I came back to the Lord after everything that I'd been through, one of the things that, that floored me was when she said, I am so excited for you. You know, my friend that I called and I was like, what? She says, I never would have wished this on you. But now that you've walked this path, I know God can use you in ministry ways that he can't use me in because my path is different. There will be people you can talk to, people you can share with as you share your story, people you'll be able to minister to in ways I can't. So I'm excited to see what God's going to do to redeem this. And, and I'll be honest, my, a friend of mine who is involved with um, Hope Lives, which is a nonprofit that works with substance abuse, um, domestic abuse survivors, uh, former, um, uh, you know, people who serve time in prison, different things, addicts, you know, just, just people who are trying to get their life together. Right. And I went to my, my friend's play when they did it, and four of them shared their personal stories and honest to goodness, one of the women, her, I, I could, like, I want to cry right now thinking about it. And I told her this after. Her personal story 
was the experience that I know goes on that makes me want to throw up in my soul and keeps me awake at night crying and praying for those that I know are out there going through it. From everything about her life from birth up until she got to this recovery center. Severe child abuse, abandonment by parents, um, being put in homes with foster people who abuse them sexually and physically, to going to extended family who abuse them sexually and physically, to being being beat and abandoned by spouses, the, the substance abuse, just and and just every I, I just sat and sobbed at every piece of her story that she shared. And when she got to the point about how she got to that recovery center and how she was turning her life around and the things that they were doing that were helping her see the hope for tomorrow. And, and then I'm just blubbering to see that. And, and I felt like God telling me everything she experienced is your worst nightmare. And she's here and she's telling about it and she has hope and I love her. And people hurt her. I've been carrying her through. And it, it goes back. It's one of the reasons why I say I don't believe that Yeshua had to suffer the way he did in his death in order to redeem us. There are some theologies, very popular theologies, that say part of what he did to redeem us involved all the bloodshed before the death too. And I don't believe that. I believe all of that, that rendering him unrecognizable, horrible treatment that he underwent, is what humans do to holiness when it's in our hands. And we don't get it. When you take an innocent child, innocent in their complete open love for you and their... And, and their complete trust, and until the age of seven, not even having a filter to defend their brain against the messages you give them. Everything that we do wrong that harms them, that's what we do to holiness. And some people, it's worse than others. None of us are perfect. We, you know, I, one of my prayers since my first child was born was, Cover over these mistakes because I know I am making them. The awesome responsibility that I feel towards each of my children is overwhelming sometimes, especially when I know I botched it. When I, when I look back and go, I don't think I could have handled that worse. <laughs> I mean, probably could have, but really, in what I, why did I do that? Right. Which is which is what it's talking about when the Bible says everything in our own inclination is towards evil. We this is what we do to righteousness. We botch it. We beat it. We destroy it. And it's only in being made over into the image of God that we stop. As much as we do. And and I'm not saying this as in a you know oh we're all worms we're just a sinner saved by grace because it's not it's an empowering you know what 
I'm plowing through anyway. I may be the fool on the road. Way I'm more often than road. I... Yeah, but I am on the road, and God is not going to let me go astray. And, and I will do what I can where I can, and I'm going to pray for and encourage others who will be able to do what they can where they can. And I am hopeful that when we all get where we're going, we will understand something about this journey that will, will make some of these things make sense. And, and at the very least, we will see that they have gotten when it's, we, I, I just sometimes pray we'll get it a little bit. And if not, you know what, we're all going to be in the land of glory and it'll all have worked out. Yeah. Whether it was a process in our lifetime or that moment of entrance where we go, oh, I get it now. Because the unclean shall not pass over it. Yeah. Wasn't the Passover land, I mean, weren't all the sacrifices done humanely? Right? Yes. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that yes. just kind of blew my mind. I mean, if he's supposed yeah. to be the Passover lamb and the way that God said to sacrifice yeah. the lambs was humane, then yeah, why the heck would he need to suffer that? Yeah, right. That was yeah. people. That was and people that, was, that was God uh, showing us that all of that suffering no, had nothing to do. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there are entire doctrines of theology rooted in him suffering and being beaten and the amount of blood and how it was shed and how that was on our behalf because we would have had to go through that. No. And this never sat right with me, but I've never been able to explain why. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, if God even wanted the Passover lamb to be killed without a whole Not a pain, broken bone. Why the heck would he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it wasn't for him to... God... God is not some bloodlust warmonger, Game of Thrones king. He's not. He doesn't want bloodshed. It wasn't even about the bloodshed. Because there's not a whole lot of bloodshed involved in hanging on a cross. It was about the blood covering. And and honestly, I better put there's so, a lot of the songs that came from the Puritan times with all the focus on blood, and sometimes I just think, wow, we sound gory. <laughs> like, like the, I understand a lot of people. Honestly, I understand a lot of pagan people, you know, people who embrace spirituality, but they think, dang, that is a violent thought over there. I don't want anything to do with that. Exactly what I hear from a lot of atheists. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, like this. Is, what's with all that? Yeah. yeah. What's with all the sending people to hell because they don't love him the way he wants? Abusive, weird, talking about blood and being covered in blood. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen vampire movies. There is nothing righteous about all the hyper focus on blood. Mm-hmm. But the blood of the lamb, because all they did with the blood of the lamb was painted on the doorpost of the house. That's where the blood went. The doorpost in in the shape of the ancient bath. I mean, at the top, the 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 side. Mm-hmm. That's and that's all the blood they each lamb that was slaughtered. That's the amount of blood that anything was done with. You know, it's not like they had slop buckets of it. Yeah, they weren't thatching the roof with it. It wasn't dripping from anywhere. 
you know, wash your hands in the blood, children. It's time for Passover. No, it's <laughs> there, there's nothing weird or creepy about it. No, I. It was a mark on the door. Right, right. No, I told one of my teachers. I said, I don't know. I probably would have been one of those people extra scared. Like, give me the second lamb. <laughs> I and make sure. And the and God would have gone, gone past your door and gone. He's like, well, I'm sure there's a tub in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's so I know. So I would be like, Tanya, get inside. Just, just, just get inside. inside. There's yes. enough. Get inside. Just go. Just go. Overachiever. Hey, go yeah. inside. Yes. I've been kind of pulled around and telling you. It kind of reminds me of uh, hurricane. Because <laughs> I went through so much hurricane season list, uh, you know, living in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. The one in Hawaii. I was telling the kids about it. I don't it. know how the death came and wasn't like, you know, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. But it kind of put me in mind of that because, well, you'll hear it outside, just raging, raging. Stuff hitting the door, hitting the building, everything. It's just raging. And then all of a sudden, dead silence. Mm -hmm. Beautiful silence. Peaceful silence. Like, we even went out. I remember, like, we went outside. And then my, my, we would, as children, want to open the door and, and dad and mom would go, no, 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 it's not done yet. This is the eye of the storm. Well, my parents took us outside and were like, look, see the storm around us? Now let's get back inside. (laughs) But they wanted us to see it because we were like, whoa. It's unbelievable after you hear all that raging. And you can hear it moving too, because it's it's, and then it starts to grow again. Yes, and then it starts cars thrown down the street. And you're like, what? Yeah, God is amazing, man. Just ever be in the eye, and and that's where he is. He's an actual. So when I'm in a peace in in my life, yes, I think of peace in a storm. storm. That's what he's He's talking about. He's in the he's in the eye. He has the eyes to see when we don't. Be in his eye. Amen. And move with his peace. That's right. That's right. And that's how you survive this. That's how, yeah, that's how you survive the storm. It's not throwing you. Right. You're in the peace. And you gotta listen like nobody. Oh, you gotta be tuned in. Yes. Off guard. And, you know, I was living in California at the time and I've heard people make the dumb comments. Oh, those people are so stupid. And it was mostly the poor people and they didn't get out and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, hey, how could explain this to you? Yeah, I live in New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. Hello. You know, we were one of the ones we believed what the weatherman was saying. We went to safer ground or higher ground. We did right. what we were supposed to do. But when you're like 50 years maybe without a storm that devastates or where you, you live, and people tell every year, and you've moved from, from other places. A lot of people moved from other places. They didn't grow up there. There you yeah. go. And the and you, and tr- you figure, well, last year, you know, they said it was coming this close, and, and nothing I did. like that happened. Yeah. You begin to like. And the people who did try, a lot of them found such card back piles that they went home because you're not going anywhere. You'd yes, rather be in your house than in your car when the flood comes. And then the worst part of all that is after how businesses was charging them hotels and stuff, higher fees to stay. Right. These people are devastated, lost everything. 
Yeah. And your fee gonna go from one hundred dollars a night to two hundred dollars a night. And sometimes, on, sometimes I think where there's it. judgment on different areas, mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of thing that is the judge that brings the judgment. Oh my gosh! Not right. the actual storm. Yes, because I know. Guys but the thing, yeah. yeah. What are you doing what to these people? Yeah. Yeah. When the toilets didn't work in the dorm, we all had to gather. It was those poor people. They were probably using too much tissue. Right. Really? I went to pull my hair out. Right. Are you crazy? Wow. Where right. else are they going to go? No, I was like an island. Right. Oh, yeah. Really like Whereas in Haiti, as devastated as that was, the weekend after that happened, yeah. one of the most beautiful things I that I've ever experienced mm-hmm. was listening to an audio um the church of the nazarene there that was right it was like the only building that didn't get destroyed in the main area wow. i mean it got damaged but it didn't get destroyed right. and they the, everyone from that community came out with pulling people out of the rubble and taking them into the church and that following sunday morning they they put an audio out of the praise worship time from everyone singing praising God for sustaining them through that and right. for rescuing them and for bringing them there. And they were, they sent it out asking for extra supplies and finances to be right. sent through the Nazarene compassionate ministries to help them rebuild. That's why people was going in there because the government was so slow. I don't know. Right. The government in shock. I don't know. Cause like, they need water. Right. Like yesterday. Right. Can you helicopter Basics. You Basics. Go by air. Drop it down. Send one of those Hunger Games little things into the arena. I mean, for goodness sake, send some water. Send some water. No, but see that gun. And then they say the people were going after the water and tearing it like they were crazy. Yeah, they were. Right. They you were. Know, they were very, And that's very the lack thirsty. of compassion that we have. But still, drop was, more than one. Yes. When you drop well, one. Drop a whole bunch. Plan to drop a whole bunch at one right. time or something. Right. Well, so, when I was in the service, we had two hurricanes last In the army, after army, we went out to the storms. Yeah. We set up, set up relief stations. Right. Uh, one, of my, one of the guys I knew went to a really rich area of Houston. Right. And I, my team yes. went to a really poor area of Houston. Uh-huh. And we got done, we were talking about it, going over, making a report, and I said, he's saying, these people were nuts. These, these people were like fighting and, and, and stuff. They're like, and he goes, well, how was yours? I said, you wouldn't believe how courteous and kind when people came out and helped us. Yeah. To up and yeah. Everything. Yeah. Because and, help and was there and they wanted so to be grateful. a part of it. Yeah. And and I do I I think that I think that sometimes God lets certain people be in those hard times and in those communities that are suffering because He knows what they're going to do there. He knows how they're going to live there. Yeah, people forget the miracles that came out. Of yeah, the there was so many miracles. Well, it's so the, the amount that the technically poor in this country donate to charities compared to the amount that the percentage wise. Right. Vastly more. I mean, you're not going to match the giving of like a Bill Gates to his his foundations or whatever. But the number that when people come together, people who have very little, who know what it's like to have very little and somebody is in need and they give from their little, everyone's cared for. Right. It's a stone soup effect. So going back to this, even the, even if they're fools. Right. I just I love that that passage is there, and I don't know why 
I mean, I may have noticed it at some other point, but it didn't hit me quite this way. It shall belong to those who walk on the way, which is why partly the early believers called themselves the way. Oh, that's true. Wow. Yep. That's right. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. Wait, who calls themselves the way? The early believers, mm-hmm. the first church. Mm-hmm. They, it talks in Acts about how they were called the way, mm-hmm. which is from, you know, the, the, the lechem, the way that you walk. Is, is Torah's walk in the way. Right. So, and it is the way of holiness. So, no lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Yes. Praise God. Oh, we can do this oh, next time. <laughs> I feel challenged it and encouraged. It was yes. After, but it had oh, a lot. it was powerful. And it was, yeah, so amazing. I was like, oh, this is like relief. <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the things, thinking about the fool not going astray, we are very quick in this society to, to declare people fools. In fact, there are entire doctrines about parenting based on the idea that children are fools. When in Hebrew culture, you would never call a child a fool. Right. Because a fool is someone who has understanding and rejects truth. Children are developing the understanding. Yeah, right. so they can't. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't reject it. They don't have it yet. Yeah. You know what amazed me when I started studying you with you guys is the age. Because mm-hmm. when, when I was in other churches, it was like 12 years old, they were saying, and the child knows right from wrong, mm-hmm. and the child's mature. Sometimes not, seven. But not, not yes, then that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know? So with the age that the Hebrews have, have it, have it I, I think that's a better age because you're into the 20s, right? Yeah. Like well, 20 21, or... you're held accountable. The, what Your sins in your 20th year, you're held accountable for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you look at a 20-year-old versus a 7-year-old. Right. And, and when you consider that that means there's this time that we want to take young people and hold them accountable like they're adults, when really that season is there for them to make all their mistakes before they're held accountable. Yeah. And yet when they're old, you know, the the idea that that proper teaching and steeping them in the word Mm -hmm. will keep them from becoming a fool. Right. You know, your seven-year-old's going to do stuff. Your 15 and 16 and 17 year olds going to do stuff. Definitely. What you don't want is a 21 year old who's held accountable for those things. Right. You want to, yeah. what'd you learn from that? <laughs> but then they have said, it to okay, where like 18 now, you're a woman. And I was like, um, I don't feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very much like a child. Yes. But I know people making their infants fast for Yom Kippur. Oh my god. Oh my what? god. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to nurse my six month old because it's Yom Kippur. And I was yeah, actually I'm reading, so I was reading that about is that. Crazy. I was reading about that. Children under the age of six, uh-huh. no fasting. They're not allowed to fast. Mm-hmm. From six 
to 12, if only if it's optional if they would like to and only for as long as they can before they're in need of food. Right. 12 to adulthood mm-hmm. is try to fast, but if you can, you know, go as long as go as long as you can. We expect it to be longer. Um, I mean, once you're bar and bat mitzvah, you are expected to fast. But there's mercy and understanding for growing because you're still growing. Right. You're still growing in the most your body is ever gonna grow. And then nursing women and pregnant women do not fast. excluded. Do not fast. Right. Which is why they go, and then they forbid women to do things. Yeah, things that were going to put them at risk. Right. For what they might be doing. When you're not nursing and pregnant, yes, you fast. Because I, I can't imagine a nursing mother not drinking water for the right? whole day. Give me a break. Well, and then even with, with everyone else, if there food. are medical conditions, you make the adaptations to keep yourself safe. It's not supposed to be like a test to God or right. a test from God. It's supposed fasting. It's on, on Yom Kippur. It's supposed to be about disciplining your body to not be so connected to the sensual needs that it has over the spiritual needs of your soul. That's awesome. So, <laughs> on that note. Yes. <laughs> okay, before I just start laughing, Lisa. <laughs> yes. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. All right. But you know what else, too, like on a scientific level?